Hello students let us see the world of amazing animals but before that let us know some terms habitat habitat is the place where the animal live feed and reproduce according to habitat there are of two types aquatic and terrestrial aquatic means relating to water animals that live in water are called aquatic animals water or aquatic habitat includes the ocean seas freshwater bodies such as lakes and rivers terrestrial habitat terrestrial means relating to the land animals that live on the land are called terrestrial animals land or terrestrial habitat includes places like forest desert polar regions and mountains some animals can live on land as well as in water these animals are called amphibians example frog and salamander animals that can live on tree are called arboreal animals example monkey and chameleon animals that can fly are called aerial animals birds and bats adaptation adaptation is the process of changing one's body features or eating and living habits to adjust to environment or even we can say the special characteristic of animal that can help them to survive in their environment are called adaptation adaptations are of two types physical and behavioral example of physical adaptation the adaptation in polar bear like thick fur small ear and presence of blabber are physical adaptation example of behavioral adaptation huddling behavior of penguins types of adaptations locomotion or movement based adaptations limbs terrestrial animals have limbs that help them to move they have four limbs which are in front and hind limbs at the back for example kangaroo hop on their hind limbs humans use their limbs or two legs and run scale snakes have scales on the underside that act as a grip on the ground and help them to move worms have muscles that contract and elongate and help in movement it helps in swimming breathing based adaptations all human beings are also mammals we all have lungs for breathing aquatic animals like fish tadpole have gills gills help to absorb the oxygen present in water aerial animals like birds have streamlined bodies wings and feathers hollow bones strong chest muscles a tail and claws all these features help the birds to fly Aquatic animals like fish move or swim with help of fins. Ducks have webbed feet that are. Frogs breathe through lungs when on land and through their skin when in water. Insects have small air holes called spiracles which lead to a network of tubes called trachea that helps in breathing. Birds have air sacs and lungs for breathing. adaptation based on body coverings 
Animals have different types of body covering such as shell and fur to protect them from heat, cold and other hostile nature natural conditions to adapt themselves to the surroundings. Scales Fish and reptiles have scales on their bodies which prevent water water from entering. Shell It is the hard outer covering that protects the soft bodies of animals such as snails and tortoises. Feathers They are light in weight and helps the bird to fly and keep their body warm. These colorful feathers are also help in camouflaging and defense. Fur and wool It is thick outer covering that protects animals like fish and the arctic fox from extreme cold and gives them warmth. Adaptation based on feeding habits. According to dietary habits, animals are divided into following three categories. Herbivores, carnivores, omnivores. Herbivores. Herbivores are animals that eat plants and other vegetation. They have sharp front teeth to cut the grass and broad back teeth to grind and chew it. Deer, giraffe, cow and goat are some example of herbivores. Carnivores. Carnivores are animals that eat flesh. They have a sharp pointed front teeth to tear flesh. Back teeth help them to chew the meat. Wolf, tiger are carnivores. Carnivorous birds such as hawks and eagles have sharp eyesight to spot their prey and curved beaks to tear flesh. Omnivores Omnivores are animals that eat both vegetation and flesh. Humans, bears, dogs are omnivores and have teeth adapted for eating meats, fruits and vegetables. Camouflage-based adaptation Animals blend with their environment when they have the same body color or pattern as their surroundings. This is called camouflaging and it keeps them safe against the predators. For example, the polar bears are white and live in snowy areas and camels are brownish to match with the desert they live in. Some animals match their colors with the rock, soil or grass. Camouflage is physical adaptation. Migration Some animals move from one place to another. Animals migration is the long distance movement of animals usually on the seasonal basis. They mostly move from one place to another in search of food or to survive in the favorable environment. Siberian cranes migrate from Russia to India. Migration is behavioral adaptation. So the terms which we have seen above like habitat, adaptation, camouflage or migration, mostly the example and the definition of these terms are assessed in the exams. सुप्रभात बच्चों आज के इस भाग में हम आपके पाठ्य पुस्तक व्याकरण संसार के पहले पाठ भाषा और व्याकरण के बारे में समझेंगे ठीक है तो चलिए 
सबसे पहले बच्चों बात करते हैं भाषा की कि भाषा क्या होती है तो बच्चों भाषा अपने मन के भावों और विचारों के आदान प्रदान का एक माध्यम है अर्थात भाषा के माध्यम से ही हम अपनी बात को किसी और के सामने प्रकट कर पाते हैं और कोई और भी उसी भाषा के माध्यम से ही सुनकर समझता है और या आप इस तरह से कह सकते हैं कि आभाषा वो माध्यम है जिसके द्वारा हम अपनी बात कह सकते हैं और दूसरे की बात समझ सकते हैं अगर भाषा ना हो बच्चों तो हम अपने भावों और विचारों का आदान प्रदान नहीं कर पाएंगे इस प्रकार अगर हम कहें कि भाषा क्या होती है तो बच्चों मैं आपको बताना चाहूँगा कि भाषा वह साधन है जिसके माध्यम से हम सोचते हैं और अपने मन के भाव और विचारों को व्यक्त करते हैं अगर आपको किसी से कुछ कहना है तो उसके लिए हमें क्या होगा हमें भाषा की आवश्यकता होगी अर्थात भाषा ही वो माध्यम है जिसके द्वारा हम अपने मन के भाव और विचारों का आदान प्रदान करते हैं ठीक है चलिए अब ये तो बात हो गई भाषा की अब बात करते हैं बच्चों की भाषा के कितने रूप हैं अगर भाषा के रूप की बात करें कि भाषा के कितने रूप हैं तो मैं आपको फिर से समझाता हूं कि अगर आपके मन में कोई भाव या विचार उत्पन्न हुआ है तो आप उसे किस तरह से व्यक्त करेंगे तो बच्चों या तो आप बोलकर प्रस्तुत करेंगे और या लिखकर प्रस्तुत करेंगे ठीक है तो बच्चों जब हम अपनी बात को बोलकर प्रस्तुत करते हैं तो अगला उसे सुनकर समझता है और जब हम अपनी बात को लिखकर प्रस्तुत करते हैं तो अगला उसे पढ़कर समझता है इस प्रकार बच्चों हम कह सकते हैं कि भाषा के दो रूप होते हैं पहला मौखिक रूप दूसरा लिखित रूप ठीक है बच्चों जैसे कि मैंने आपको बताया मौखिक रूप में क्या होता है हम अपनी बात को बोलकर प्रस्तुत करते हैं है ना और अगला जो है उसे सुनकर समझता है ठीक है लेकिन भाषा के लिखित रूप में क्या होता है कि हम अपनी बात को लिखकर प्रस्तुत करते हैं और अगला उसे पढ़कर समझता है इस प्रकार भाषा के दो रूप होते हैं जब हम अपनी बात बोलकर प्रस्तुत करते हैं तो उसे हम कहते हैं मौखिक रूप और जब हम अपनी बात लिखकर प्रस्तुत करते हैं तो उसे हम कहते हैं लिखित रूप इस प्रकार भाषा के दो रूप हो गए मौखिक रूप और लिखित रूप चलिए ये तो बात हो गई भाषा की बच्चों अब बात करते हैं मातृभाषा की कि मातृभाषा क्या होती है तो बच्चों घर परिवार में जो भाषा बोली जाती है अर्थात घर परिवार में बोली जाने वाली भाषा ही मातृभाषा कहलाती है लेकिन अगर भाषा का क्षेत्रीय रूप है यानी वो भाषा किसी क्षेत्र विशेष में ही बोली जाती है वहीं तक बोली जाती है तो वो क्या क्या कहलाती है वो उसे हम बोली कहते हैं ठीक है अर्थात कहने का अर्थ है बच्चों कि भाषा का क्षेत्रीय रूप बोली कहलाता है इसे बोलचाल में ही प्रयोग किया जाता है अर्थात इसका प्रयोग हम सिर्फ बोलचाल के लिए करते हैं इसमें साहित्य रचना नहीं होती है ठीक है इसे स्थानीय स्तर पर ही बोला जाता है और भारत में मैथिली राजस्थानी कोंकणी आदि कई बोलियां हैं ठीक है बच्चों 
चलिए अब हम बात करते हैं कि हम प्रत्येक वर्ष 14 सितंबर को हिंदी दिवस मनाते हैं इसका क्या अर्थ है क्या कारण है तो आप सभी को पता है बच्चों कि स्वतंत्रता के बाद 14 सितंबर सन उन्नीस को संविधान में हिंदी को राजभाषा का दर्जा दिया गया सभी सरकारी कामकाज राजभाषा में ही होते हैं ठीक है अब ये तो रही बात बात बच्चों राजभाषा की अब मैं आपको अगर पूछूं कि पूरे भारत में कौन सी ऐसी भाषा है जो सबसे अधिक बोली जाती है तो निश्चित रूप से आपका जवाब होगा कि हिंदी जी बच्चों हिंदी भाषा जो है पूरे भारत में सबसे अधिक बोली जाती है बच्चों इसी तरह से पूरे विश्व में भी एक ऐसी भाषा है जो सबसे अधिक बोली जाती है और वो है अंग्रेजी भाषा इसीलिए हम अंग्रेजी भाषा को अंतरराष्ट्रीय भाषा कहते हैं अंग्रेजी भाषा को अंतरराष्ट्रीय भाषा का दर्जा दिया गया है ठीक है बच्चों तो ये तो थी बात मातृभाषा बोली और इसके अलावा अंतरराष्ट्रीय भाषा की और बच्चों आपको ये भी जानकारी होनी चाहिए कि हमारा देश भारत अलग अलग राज्यों से मिलकर बना देश है तो उसी प्रकार बच्चों हर राज्य की अपनी एक भाषा होती है हर राज्य की अपनी अलग अलग भाषा होती है जैसे कि आप महाराष्ट्र में रहते हैं तो महाराष्ट्र की भाषा क्या है मराठी पंजाब की पंजाबी केरल का मलयालम ठीक है तो इस तरह से हर राज्य की अपनी अलग अलग भाषाएं होती हैं ठीक है और बच्चों हिंदी के अंतर्गत 18 बोलियां हैं जिनमें खड़ी बोली ब्रज अवधी मारवाड़ी आदि प्रमुख हैं और संस्कृत भाषा भारत की प्राचीन भाषा है पुरानी भाषा है बच्चों संस्कृत भाषा जो है संस्कृत भारत की प्राचीन भाषा है जो कि विद्यालयों में पढ़ाई भी जाती है आप लोगों को बता भी है कि संस्कृत आप लोगों को पढ़ाया जाता है ठीक है चलिए तो ये तो थी बात हमने अलग अलग राज्यों की भाषाओं की बात की ठीक है अब बात करते हैं बच्चों लिपिक की लिपि किसे कहते हैं बच्चों हर भाषा को लिखने का अपना एक चिन्ह होता है अपना एक निशान होता है ठीक है तो भाषा को जिन चिन्हों के द्वारा लिखा जाता है उन चिन्हों को हम लिपि कहते हैं जिस तरह से आप अगर मैं लिपि की बात करूं बच्चों तो हिंदी भाषा की लिपि जो है वो देवनागरी है लेकिन इसी साथ आपने देखा होगा कि मराठी भाषा जो है उसकी भी लिपि देवनागरी है क्योंकि मराठी भाषा और हिंदी भाषा को लिखने का जो चिन्ह है वो निशान है वो एक ही है इसीलिए इसकी लिपि भी एक ही है उसी तरह से संस्कृत भाषा की जो लिपि है वो भी देवनागरी है इसी तरह से पंजाबी की गुरुमुखी उर्दू की फारसी जर्मन की रोमन लिपि है ठीक है अब बात करते हैं व्याकरण की कि व्याकरण क्या है क्यों हमें व्याकरण पढ़ना आवश्यक है तो बच्चों भाषा को सही रूप में बोलने लिखने और पढ़ने के लिए कुछ नियम बनाए गए जैसे बच्चों हर काम का नियम होता है अगर आप किसी काम को करने जाते हैं तो कुछ नियम होते हैं उसी तरह से बच्चों भाषा को सही रूप में बोलने लिखने और पढ़ने के लिए कुछ नियम बनाए गए हैं इन नियमों को व्याकरण कहते हैं उदाहरण के तौर पर अगर मैं आप देखूं आपकी पाठ्य पुस्तक में एक उदाहरण दिया है कि मोहन गाड़ी चला रही है अब आप कहेंगे कि सर व्याकरण की दृष्टि से देखें तो मोहन गाड़ी चला रही है वाक्य गलत है क्योंकि मोहन तो पुलिंग है तो 
वाक्य के हिसाब से वहाँ पर क्या होना चाहिए कि मोहन गाड़ी चला रहा है तो बच्चों ये हमें किसने सिखाया ये नियम है व्याकरण का कि हाँ अगर पुलिंग है तो क्रिया करो किस प्रकार होना चाहिए ये जो सारी जानकारी जो सारे नियम है बच्चों इसे ही हम व्याकरण कहते हैं ठीक है जैसे हमें पता चला कि मोहन शब्द से हमें पुलिंग का पता चल रहा है ठीक है तो और इस फिर भी इसके लिए स्त्रीलिंग कर रही शब्द का प्रयोग किया जा रहा है तो ये व्याकरण ही है जो हमें बता रहा है कि नहीं वहां पर मोहन गाड़ी चला रही है कि जगह पर मोहन गाड़ी चला रहा है होगा और बच्चों व्याकरण हमें शुद्ध रूप से बोलना भी सिखाता है ठीक है शुद्ध रूप से पढ़ना भी सिखाता है तो इसलिए व्याकरण की जानकारी होना बहुत ही आवश्यक है यानी व्याकरण अर्थात वह नियम जो भाषा को सही रूप में बोलने लिखने और पढ़ने के लिए बनाए गए हैं ठीक है बच्चों तो ये तो थी बच्चे बच्चों पूरे पाठ की जानकारी पूरे पाठ का सारांश मुझे उम्मीद है कि आपको ये समझ में आएगा और भाषा और व्याकरण पाठ में जो भी आपकी शंकाएं होंगी वो दूर हो गई होंगी तो इस भाग के लिए इतना ही धन्यवाद हेलो स्टूडेंट्स दिस इज मेघना पाटिल योर यूवीएस टीचर टुडे वी आर गोइंग टू सी द फर्स्ट चैप्टर दैट इज द ग्रोइंग प्लांट्स वी नो दैट प्लांट्स ग्रो विद द हेल्प ऑफ सीड्स सो इवन वी आर गोइंग टू सी दैट द प्लांट्स रिप्रोड्यूस थ्रू देयर डिफरेंट बॉडी पार्ट सजेस्टेम लिवज एंड रूट्स रिप्रोडक्शन इन प्लांट्स थ्रू सीड्स and through body parts like stem leaves and roots reproduction through seeds many plants grow and reproduce their species from seeds these seeds are present in the flower of a plant the flower is the reproductive organ of the flowering plant and has four parts sepals petals stamens and pistil sepal they are the small leaf like structure at the base of the flower The main function of sepal is to protect the flower in the budding stage. Petals they are brightly colored parts of the plant. Their main function is to attract the insects and birds. Stamens it is the male reproductive organ of the flower. Each stamen is made up of filament and anther. Pollen grains are present on anther. Pistil pistil is the female reproductive organ of the flower. it has three parts stigma style and ovary stigma is the sticky part which receives the pollen grains during fertilization and pollination the pollen grains form a pollen tube uh, through which the pollens pass and it uh, reach to the ovule uh, with the help of style and in this way Uh, the ovary which contains the female egg and are called as ovules pollination a seed give rise to a new plant for formation of seed it is necessary that the pollens from the anther meet the ovules of the pistil for this to happen the plants must move but do not do they move from one place to another how does this mixing of anther and ovule takes place then as the plants do not move they depend on external agents which carry pollens to the pistil of flower 
the process of transfer of pollen grains from anther to the stigma of same or another flower is called as pollination the pollen travels down pollen tube and enters the ovary which then fuses with the ovules this process of fusion of pollens and the ovules in the ovary is called fertilization after the ovules are fertilized they develop into seeds while the ovary develops into the fruit containing the seeds thus after pollination the seeds are formed due to fertilization pollens can be transferred to the stigma of same flower or a different one when the pollens are transferred to the stigma of the same flower it is called as self pollination when they are transferred to the stigma of different flower it is called as cross pollination pollination may occur because of wind insect birds or other animals these are called pollinating agents or pollinators structure of seed a seed has three main parts namely seed coat seed leaves or cotyledons and baby plant or embryo the seed has thin skin like covering this is called as the seed coat it protects the seed along with the embryo inside it has a tiny pore which allows water and air to enter the seed coat can be thin and soft as it as in beans or thick and hard as in coconut on removing the seed coat you will be able to see two leaves or cotyledons which store food for the embryo the food stored is used by the baby plant till it grows the first green leaves the embryo is located between the two seed leaves seeds such as maize rice and wheat that are on, that have only one seed leaf are called monocot seeds and the seeds which have two seed leaves such as gram bean and peas are called dicot seeds so today we will end with this points in the next uh, audio we will listen uh, about the germination of seed dispersal of seeds and vegetative reproduction thank you hello students today we are going to see the lesson waste management in that we are going to learn about what is waste types of waste waste management methods and sustainable waste management what is waste waste refers to the things that we discard after use waste is created in homes schools hospitals industries markets farms hotels and other places waste needs to be managed efficiently to make sure that there is no outbreak of disease and pollution types of waste waste is classified into dry waste and wet waste dry waste includes recyclable and non recyclable materials such as bottles cans clothing plastic wood metal glass paper etc wet waste includes food items food wrappers hygiene products etc taking its impact into consideration weight can be classified into three types hazardous organic and recyclable waste hazardous waste hazardous waste endangers public health and environment such waste can easily catch fire and explode or can be toxic for human beings and animals examples of hazardous wastes are used thermometers bulbs and batteries
organic waste organic waste come from plants and animal sources commonly they include food waste fruit and vegetable peels and flower trimmings organic waste is easily broken down by other organisms over time and turned into manure many people turn their organic waste into compost and use them in their gardens recyclable waste recycling is processing of waste material into new useful products this is done to reduce the use of raw materials which would have been used waste that can be potentially recycled is called recyclable waste waste such as aluminum cans glass bottles newspaper and books cardboard boxes to shredded papers are recyclable this type of waste is first segregated and then sent to the recycling unit for further process do you know every year we create a massive 2.12 billion tons of waste and about 8 million metric tons of plastic waste which enters the oceans waste management methods waste management includes collection transport processing or disposal managing and monitoring of waste materials to reduce its effects on human and environment there are many methods of managing waste some of the most common are open dumping burning and landfills open dump dumping waste is loaded in vehicles and taken away from the locality to dump it into open area though it is an inexpensive method of waste management it results into health hazards it also pollutes the air ground water and surface water incineration is a waste treatment process which involves burning of the waste heat generated du- during this process is used for the production of steam and generating electricity this method is good for treating toxic waste from hospitals and factories however it emits carbon dioxide in many housing societies of india we have incineration plants where whatever is non recyclable is burned whatever is recyclable is recycled and the rest is composted landfill landfill is the method in which waste is disposed by burying it and covering it over with soil garbage is taken to place which is situated away from a residential area and dumped into large pit in the ground a plastic layer is used to keep the underlying ground water away from the garbage the solid waste is covered with soil shielding it from air and rain and thus preventing it from polluting the adjoining areas burying also helps in preventing birds and animals from scattering the garbage however there are some disadvantage with this method the solid waste requires oxygen and humidity to break down this leads to problem as glass and plastic take thousands of years to break down Moreover the landfill soon become full and start stinking Sustainable waste management keeping our surrounding clean is our responsibility it can be done by simply following the sustainable practice of 3 Rs reduce reuse and recycle that help to manage waste efficiently and hence conserve natural resources thank you Hello students today we are going to see lesson number 13 air and water water 
Water is an essential need for all living beings. 71% of the earth's surface is covered with water. The water fit for human consumption is only 1%. Sources of water. Water on the earth's surface comes in the form of fresh water and salt water. Rain water is collected in lakes, rivers, ponds, seas and oceans. Lakes, rivers and ponds are freshwater resources while water present in the oceans and seas is salty. Water is also stored as groundwater in the spaces between the cracks of soil, sand and rocks and is pumped out through hand pumps and tube wells. Importance of Water Plants need water to manufacture food in the form of sugars. Animal and human beings need water to quench thirst. Water is also needed for digestion of food, excretion of waste from the body and for smooth functioning of many other physiological processes. Water is also needed for various everyday essential activities like washing, cleaning, bathing, etc. Water is used for agriculture and industrial purposes like producing chemical products, food and paper products. All water bodies are home for some animals and plants. Plants and animals that live in water are known as aquatic animals or plants. Plants which live in water are also known as hydrophytes. Aquatic animals utilize oxygen dissolved in water for breathing. Examples of aquatic animals are cuttlefish, octopus, snail, fish, etc. Aquatic plants utilize carbon dioxide dissolved in water for photosynthesis. Examples of aquatic plants are water weeds, hydrilla, lotus, tape grass, etc. Storage of rainwater Water used for agriculture comes from variety of sources. Typical sources used for agriculture are groundwater from wells, surface water, drainage, ponds, rain and municipal water. Farmer depends primarily on rainwater for irrigation. Due to the varying climate conditions, rain is unevenly distributed across different agricultural regions. As a result, fresh water available is not sufficient for fulfilling the demands of the people and their needs. To make water available for irrigation and other uses, rain is stored in dams, canals, ponds and reservoirs. This stored water is used as the source of fresh water. Contamination of water Water pollution is the presence of harmful materials in water bodies such as lakes, rivers, seas, oceans and groundwater. Polluted water is called contaminated water. Causes Water contamination is caused due to human activities such as disposal of garbage and industrial waste in water bodies. Effects As water is an essential need for life, contamination of water affects all living beings. Contamination, contaminated water can cause waterborne diseases such as typhoid, fever, cholera and hepatitis A or E. Diarrhea is the main symptom of the waterborne disease. Waterborne disease can be prevented by avoiding consumption of contaminated water. Always drink clean water. Water should be treated before it is consumed. Do not throw garbage and untreated industrial waste in water bodies. Did you know 
Water World Water Day is celebrated every year on March 22 and it focuses attention on the importance of fresh water and raises awareness among sus- about sustainable management of fresh water resources. Thank you. Hello students today we are going to see lesson number 13 air and water 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 is an essential need for all living beings 71% of the earth surface is covered with water the water fit for human consumption is only 1% sources of water water on the earth surface comes in the form of fresh water and salt water rain water is collected in lakes rivers ponds seas and oceans lakes rivers and ponds are fresh water resources while water present in the oceans and seas is salty water is also stored as groundwater in the spaces between the cracks of soil sand and rocks and is pumped out through hand pumps and tube wells importance of water Plants need water to manufacture food in the form of sugars. Animal and human beings need water to quench thirst. Water is also needed for digestion of food, excretion of waste from the body and for smooth functioning of many other physiological processes. Water is also needed for various everyday essential activities like washing, cleaning, bathing, etc. Water is used for agriculture and industrial purposes like producing chemical products food and paper products all water bodies are home for some animals and plants plants and animals that live in water are known as aquatic animals or plants plants which live in water are also known as hydrophytes aquatic animals utilize oxygen dissolved in water for breathing Examples of aquatic animals are cuttlefish, octopus, snail, fish, etc. Aquatic plants utilize carbon dioxide dissolved in water for photosynthesis. Example of aquatic plants are water weeds, hydrilla, lotus, tape grass, etc. Storage of rainwater. Water used for agriculture comes from variety of sources. Typical sources used for agriculture are groundwater from wells, surface water, drainage ponds, rain and municipal water. Farmer depends primarily on rainwater for irrigation. Due to the varying climate conditions, rain is unevenly distributed across different agricultural regions. As a result, fresh water available is not sufficient for fulfilling the demands of the people and their needs. To make water available for irrigation and other uses rain is stored in dams canals ponds and reservoirs this stored water is used as the source of fresh water contamination of water water pollution is the presence of harmful materials in water bodies such as lakes rivers seas oceans and groundwater polluted water is called contaminated water causes Water contamination is caused due to human activities such as disposal of garbage and industrial waste in water bodies. Effects: 
as water is an essential need for life contamination of water affects all living beings contamination contaminated water can cause waterborne diseases such as typhoid fever cholera and hepatitis a or e diarrhea is the main symptom of the waterborne disease waterborne diseases can be prevented by avoiding consumption of contaminated water always drink clean water water should be treated before it is consumed do not throw garbage and untreated and industrial waste in water bodies did you know water world water day is celebrated every year on march 22nd and it focuses attention on the importance of fresh water and raises awareness among sus- about sustainable management of fresh water resources thank you Hello students today we are going to see lesson number 13 air and water 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 is an essential need for all living beings 71% of the earth's surface is covered with water the water fit for human consumption is only 1% sources of water water on the earth's surface comes in the form of fresh water and salt water rain water is collected in lakes rivers ponds seas and oceans lakes rivers and ponds are fresh water resources while water present in the oceans and seas is salty water is also stored as groundwater in the spaces between the cracks of soil sand and rocks and is pumped out through hand pumps and tube wells importance of water plants need water to manufacture food in the form of sugars animal and human beings need water to quench thirst water is also needed for digestion of food excretion of waste from the body and for smooth functioning of many other physiological processes water is also needed for various everyday essential activities like washing cleaning bathing etc Water is used for agriculture and industrial purposes like producing chemical products food and paper products all water bodies are home for some animals and plants plants and animals that live in water are known as aquatic animals or plants plants which live in water are also known as hydrophytes aquatic animals utilize oxygen dissolved in water for breathing Examples of aquatic animals are cuttlefish, octopus, snail, fish, etc. Aquatic plants utilize carbon dioxide dissolved in water for photosynthesis. Example of aquatic plants are water weeds, hydrilla, lotus, tape grass, etc. Storage of rainwater. Water used for agriculture comes from variety of sources. Typical sources used for agriculture are groundwater from wells, surface water, drainage ponds, rain and municipal water. Farmer depends primarily on rainwater for irrigation. Due to the varying climate conditions, rain is unevenly distributed across different agricultural regions. As a result, fresh water available is not sufficient for fulfilling the demands of the people and their needs. 
to make water available for irrigation and other uses rain is stored in dams canals ponds and reservoirs this stored water is used as the source of fresh water contamination of water water pollution is the presence of harmful materials in water bodies such as lakes rivers seas oceans and groundwater polluted water is called contaminated water causes water contamination is caused due to human activities such as disposal of garbage and industrial waste in water bodies effects as water is an essential need for life contamination of water affects all living beings contamination contaminated water can cause waterborne diseases such as typhoid fever cholera and hepatitis a or e diarrhea is the main symptom of the waterborne diseases Waterborne diseases can be prevented by avoiding consumption of contaminated water. Always drink clean water. Water should be treated before it is consumed. Do not throw garbage and untreated industrial waste in water bodies. Did you know Water World Water Day is celebrated every year on March 22 and it focuses attention on the importance of fresh water and raises awareness among sus- about sustainable management of fresh water resources thank you